Hey guys, hope you're all doing good. I know it's been so long, but we are finally back with another episode of Double Shout. Uh, we hope you are all staying safe and healthy during the pandemic. And this is actually related to our topic for today's episode, which is quarantine. Hello everyone, hope you're all doing well. So here we go with another episode from Double Shout. So yeah, in today's episode, we will be tackling the quarantine. And something to start with, I still remember that very evening of a Thursday. It was 12th March, I think, and I was with some friends hanging out. We had a very interesting and fruitful discussions about different topics. And then my father calls me and the minute I picks up, he says, Hey, listen up, there's stop studies. I was like, okay, wait, what? Who? What's happened? And he told me that the Ministry of Education just uh, released a, um, I don't know how to call it, but it was um, like a decision of stopping the studies um, and postponing it. I think they just um, gave us a holiday because of this COVID. To be honest, living in a city where it was the first city being um, diagnosed with this COVID in Algeria, because I live in Blida, you know, was kind of really hard and it was scary to be specific. It was really scary because the moment we got out from that cafeteria and we went back to our homes, I guess from that day until July or August, I did not see the light of the sun outside the house. And it's so crazy for a person who's a backpacker like me, a person who used to live on moving on, a person who used to live on changing places, trying new adventures, um, seeing new people and... Not only that, but I'm a very extrovert person and Amit already knows that and... Um, it was really hard, especially at the beginning. And knowing that I have asthma, like the beginning of asthma, makes it even harder because I know how it is, how it is for a person not to be able to breathe normally. And when that coven crisis hits you and you just don't feel the oxygen and you're just begging everyone around you to help you breathe, but ain't no one is able to help you for that. Um, so it was really, really, really hard at the beginning. But yeah, as we say, all praise be to God. Alhamdulillah. Like, um, at the beginning, nothing happened to me or nor to my family. But being surrounded by people who work in the medical field, like my friends, best friends, and other people that I know or people that I worked with earlier made me like in the um, first row hearing every single thing that's happening, especially when the news didn't actually say the real number or like some people didn't know what really was happening in the hospitals and stuff, if you get what I mean. So uh, having someone who could give you the real numbers and someone who could tell you how is the situation for real 
was even creepier so yeah i was just trying to hold on i was just trying to keep it cool um i was scared i was so scared like my little sister always reminds me of how scared i was because i was scared of my parents especially for my father because he kept working and he still does until this day um he didn't take one day off can you imagine just because like his work has a responsibility and he has to work every single day and that was so um uncomfortable knowing that your father has to go out the morning and you never know when this virus is gonna hit him or maybe even he'll br bring that home with him and something and so yeah i was kind of just all mixed all messed up and all scary i also remember that one of my friends uh, contacted me saying that her friend was stuck in Tunisia and I ended up knowing that girl because I met her once before and it went all insane inside my mind because I was so scared on her I didn't know how I could help knowing that I'm here in Algeria and she's in Tunisia she doesn't have enough money not enough food not enough water and there's nothing we can do because she was scared too scared that she has a virus maybe or maybe that she would get it because she was in the airport the whole time and that the embassy didn't give them any like clear information about when they will be picked home and so it was really really insane knowing that even in Tunisia they had like they, they were quarantined and there was like curfew so nobody could go out after a certain um, hour so nobody and no friend there in Tunisia could really like help her and stuff. But the great thing is that when crisis as such happen, you realize the amount of strangers who turn to be so human that they help other strangers, you know, because people who tried to help her or people who could like reply to me and try to help me out helping her where people that I don't really know and people just I know from social media. So I'm always so thankful to social media that could um, give me that network. A network that's full of amazing and kind people, you know. And like <laughs> the undercut about this story is that I didn't sleep for three days since the moment the girl told me that she's in the airport. I couldn't sleep and I couldn't eat normally. Because I kept just thinking and overthinking it, the story over and over until she was back home. Alhamdulillah. And that day she just called me and I was like making sure that she's alright, she's fine and that she's um, all secure in a hotel. Because they had to stay in the hotel for 14 days, I guess, or for a week, something like that. To make sure they don't have the virus and um, that they will be picked back home. Um, safe and sound alhamdulillah now she's all right uh, she must be here in the podcast right now so Sara I'm so thankful and grateful that you're fine now and it was such a story I bet she it made you stronger because you were strong anyways and you made it so I'm so proud of you girl and yeah I wish that story never happens again because it was so scary you know alhamdulillah thank god she's doing okay right now uh, we wish her the best but uh, just as a side note when you talked about how grateful you are for intimate friends i just want to say same i mean intimate friends are so underrated because sometimes it just shows you how strangers basically people you've never met or even talked to you know 
they are friends with you on social media. It just shows how they are willing to help you in times of need. They don't hesitate to help. And yeah, I just want to say I'm also grateful for uh, internet friends because they've helped me before. They didn't hesitate, as I said. And they're just so supportive and wholesome. So yeah, this is dedicated to all of our internet friends. We love you. It's kind of the same for me. I mean, we were just living our normal lives. We only heard of the pandemic, you know, through TV. It, was, it wasn't widely spread at that time. It was only basically in China and other countries. It started creeping up to Western countries as well. Uh, but yeah, it didn't reach Algeria, thank God, at that time. <laughs> so I think it wasn't really a threat back then. I didn't really pay any attention until the first case was... Uh, you know, registered here in Algeria, and you remember the fuzz that uh, had made in the news and around people and stuff. And then, as you said, a week before the uh, spring holidays, they just told us that you can go home, you're free to go home. Uh, they stopped college and schools, basically everything. That's when it was getting real, like, it hit me that this is real, the virus is here. And that was like you actually, you know, besides taking the safety measurements and, you know, after we were sent home early off, uh, I basically didn't leave home. I didn't see anyone besides my family members for around like three months, three long months. And it was very weird because, to be honest, I'm not like a social person who likes to go out a lot and hang out a lot. So when I'm home, I'm just like, it's a problem for me, but... It became a problem because there's a difference between me voluntarily wanting to stay home and between me being forced to stay home because there's a virus out there. And as you said, I was very scared in case, you know, my family members get infected or something like that. And my dad as well has continued to go to work. And yeah, it was, it was very scary to say the least. And I remember during that time, you know, the first months of quarantine, it was, I've lived the worst days of my life, you know, the worst days of my entire life. And this is just an understatement. Because I've, I, I admit, I made a huge mistake back then, which is I got obsessed with watching the news and, you know, keeping up with the updates of the uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. So yeah, I was just watching the news all the time, hearing about new cases, new deaths, whether in our country or Western countries. I've seen how the virus developed and how it was uh, spreading fastly and stuff like that. So yeah, that was a big mistake I made because all that information, you know, it got very overwhelming and it got very scary and I've had really terrible days because of that. My mental health was at its lowest uh, points back then because there were days where I would get so anxious and so stressed because of the news and everything. As I said, it got overwhelming. I couldn't even, I, I found hardship breathing. I couldn't breathe well because of that. There were days where my heart wouldn't stop beating fastly. There were days where I've... Uh, faced chest pain from anxiety for days some days i felt like i was going to die you know i was just be laying in bed and just praying and praying you know 
So yeah, it was very hard being in that mental state, and I've struggled to come out, to be honest, of that mental state, but I did, and what helped me was keeping myself busy, keeping myself distracted. I stopped watching the news not as often as I did before. I started doing things that I enjoy. I started practicing my hobbies, finding new hobbies, helping out at the home, you know, having uh, family conversations because that time was a great time for the family, you know, to reunite and bound again. So yeah, filling up my time and just getting myself distracted from what's happening has really helped me to improve my mental health and to be better and i definitely did i felt better after doing that uh so tell me ronak how did this whole you know pandemic situation change your life change your normal life you know and what did you do you know how did you spend your quarantine period yeah well actually i'm one of the people um who've been like the whole time busy, you know, because I study, I teach, I'm a social activist, I'm a backpacker and a lot of other stuff. So I basically didn't have a day off in my previous life, if I can say so. So my biggest, biggest wish was that one day I'll wake up and have nothing to do except for resting, eating and sleeping. And guess what? I had what I've been wishing for my whole life. But it lasted more than what I wanted. Or actually, it lasted more than what I needed. Because if there is something that quarantine taught me the the hard way, then it's the fact that sometimes we're going the extreme way, whether we do a lot of things or whether we do nothing at all. And that's not healthy, especially for someone who is a workaholic. We need to know and to set our priorities. Like health comes first, family comes first as well. So one needs to know that we need to take time and we need to give those two, um, let's say quality time. So sleeping well, eating well, having rest when needed and communicating with our families and showing them how much we love them and how much we care about them. And... um, about what I did, actually, it would be the fact that I opened a YouTube channel. It's Raunak's Dimension, Raunak's Dimension, if you want to check it out. And I did a couple of trainings online about nutrition. As you know, I'm a nutritionist and I'm doing my master's degree in dietitian. And um, what else? I'm trying to remember because everything went so fast, but at the same time, I didn't do much. I slept a lot let's be uh, specific on this one but the crazy thing is that whenever i slept i didn't feel much rest and i heard a podcast that day about this from a sleeping specialist Uh, she's a scientific and she said that sleeping under pressure and sleeping under stress actually makes your body even feel more exhausted than it helps so you need to be resting out of your brain, then your whole body would be in rest as well, if you get what I mean. So yeah, I would eat much more healthy food. I've been like um, starving and uh, just longing to have more fruits and veggies. And I did, thankfully. And for the rest, I think passing my exams, 
and it was in a tough period of time. Uh, trying to study online, I did a lot of, lot of, lot of um, online studies. It was mainly about my field of studies, nutrition, and I did some art um, lessons as well because, well, soon I'll share that news with you. So let's keep it for the upcoming podcast. And then, yeah, that's basically it. That's what I could do. And uh, in addition to some like events that I could attend or I spoke in, uh, like Salem Health, it was like an event made by Isaac Blida. Shout out to those guys. Uh, it was one of the best events, online events that I attended during the quarantine. And then, yeah, that's it. I actually checked on my friends, the people that I didn't talk to in very long time, I can say. And yeah, that's all what I can remember. What about you, dear? Well, uh, as I've mentioned before, I'm not very social and outgoing, meaning that I don't really like, I'm not the type of person who likes to go out a lot and stuff like that. But I'm also not the type of person who can bear to stay at home, cooped up at home for so long. I just need to get out of the house at least once in a week, you know. So it was very hard having to uh, be in lockdown for so long, for many months, without seeing, you know, your friends and your loved ones. But yeah, as for what I did... Well, at the beginning, you know, I think it was a dream come true for many of us, you know, no school, no school commitments, nothing, no commitments of any sort, you know, for the ones who didn't have to work like me. <laughs> so yeah, I basically didn't have any commitments. It was, it was, I had a lot of free time. That's something I've always wished for, to have a lot of free time. I basically had the entire day uh, for myself, besides doing home chores, of course. So yeah, I'm not gonna lie, at the beginning of the first few weeks, I was just being super lazy, super, super lazy. Uh, besides helping out at the home with, you know, as I said, home chores, I basically just kept watching TV, sleeping, uh, and yeah, that's it. But then after, you know, uh, after seeing that this lifestyle didn't suit me at all, I was just basically wasting my time, so I decided to do some productive stuff. So yeah, I just started to get my life back together. I started doing my hobbies, you know, as I said before. I started trying to learn new stuff. I enhanced my writing skills, both academic and creative writing skills. I wrote a lot of uh, poetry at that time as well. And I tried to be better at writing essays and stuff like that. We also had homework, you know. School has returned online, we had to do some homeworks, so yeah. I was also a member of very, uh, very helpful groups on Facebook, and they did help me to learn a lot of new stuff. And yeah, I sometimes, you know, watch educational live videos from experts talking about different topics and stuff like that. And I even started working out, surprise, surprise, yeah, I did. <laughs> And one of the things I'm really proud of doing is starting my podcast, Fanus, back in Ramadan. Because starting pod- podcast has really, has really been one of my biggest, you know, uh, dreams. It was in my bucket list of things to do, I must do. And so yeah, I finally did it, my first podcast, and that was something I'm really proud of doing. A productive thing.
that I did during quarantine. So yeah, just in summary, I've did some activities and stuff for fun and enjoyment, uh, but I also did some stuff for, you know, to be productive and make the most of my free time. So, uh, last question, and actually an important question to ask in this discussion of quarantine is, what have you learned from this experience? What lessons have you learned? Oof, what a hard question it is to be asked about the lessons we learned from this experience. For my part, I think this COVID and this virus and this pandemic is teaching the whole world and us human in specific how to never take anything for granted. How not to take for granted the little things that we do, how not to take for granted going out, how not to take for granted having people around you and being able to help you, how not to take for granted eating and smelling and tasting the food that you have, how not to take for granted your job or the place that you live in and everything related to that. I think it was all about appreciating and cherishing every single thing that we have, no matter how little or how cheap, if I can say so, that is because everything has a worth. And if we do not know that worth, well, we're going to learn the lesson the hard way, the same way we did with this virus, because it also showed us how important health is. And that even the tiniest things that we cannot even see with our eyes could literally make huge damage, if not even death. Same way goes to microbes and to germs and to this virus in specific. It also shows us that by the end of the day, what matters the most are the things that are inside of us. Like... Nothing from the outside world could ever stay or last longer than what it is written for it to be, you know? Um, as for my part, I think I learned a lot of, lot of lessons. One of them is that things that I do in life could be done differently if we just look for another way to do it. And I realized that backpacking or traveling or whatever you call that, just moving from the place that you're in the whole time, for me as a person, is way more than just something I do for pleasure. It's something I do that feeds my brain and that's fulfilling my soul for real. No matter how clingy that may seem to you, but it is for real to me. Um, it showed me how being vulnerable is an a must sometimes because it reminds us of being human so yeah in addition to the mental health and how important is it it is to maintain that and how important it is to check up on ourselves and or and on our um psychology and how's our brain going and everything related to mental health basically well personally for me i've learned a lot of stuff i think the most important lesson i learned from this experience experience of the quarantine is that my mental health is important is very much important and it affects the rest it affects many aspects of my life basically so i learned to prioritize that i learned to take care of my mental health I also learned to prioritize myself. I learned to put myself first before others. 
I've also learned to just trust myself, believe in myself, in my abilities, and that if I want to do something, that I'm definitely capable of doing it, then I should do my best. Even if it doesn't work out at the end, I will leave with no regrets. What matters is that I try, I take the first step, and do my best. I've also learned that health is a true blessing. It's, it's really a gift. It's something to be grateful for, to be healthy. Because especially during this you know period of time i've seen a lot of people you know lose their health i've seen a lot of people get infected with the virus be vulnerable in that state some people even died young whether young or old so yeah that really taught me that being in a good health is something that we might not very much appreciate but it's truly something to be grateful for and at the end it's all what matters at the end health is what matters so yeah, those were a few of the lessons that I've learned from this experience. Alright, and now to sum up everything that we said earlier, I highly believe that the most important thing to do right now is to maintain our mental health. Because by the end of the day, if you maintain your mental health, this would directly affect the way your immune system would react to everything coming from the outside world. So please eat well, have your veggies, people stay hydrated um make sure that everything you do is helping you to cheer up no matter how hard it is because trust me we're all in this together like whether you're here whether you're there whether you're like even in the um let's say in the furthest point in the world you'll be having that too so just so just Inform yourself, educate yourself on this matter, but most of all, try to always cheer yourself up. I know it's so hard and being vulnerable in these days is definitely alright. And not doing things that you wanted or not doing a thing at all, at all is alright as well. So there is nothing to blame yourself for and there is absolutely nothing to rush yourself on. Just make sure that you're alright, be kind to yourself and try to have baby steps toward things that could make you feel better like art like walking in empty streets wearing your masks for sure and staying like one meter and a half from everybody else but yeah if there are things that could make you feel better please do them please stay safe guys because this is not a game and this is a serious issue and we all have responsibility toward this so yeah, please be kind to yourself again and again and make sure to hear our upcoming podcasts that may cheer you up, hopefully. Uh, that was me, Raunaq, and thank you so much, Amira, for joining me as well and for the upcoming podcast as well. So yeah. Well, at the end, what I want to say is just take care of yourself that's the most important thing and valuable thing ever just take care of yourself take care of your family and take care of your loved ones because during this time we've seen a lot of people lose family members lose friends lose people that they hold precious to their hearts and it's really really devastating so yeah make peace with yourself make peace with people around you so that you don't leave with regrets or when they leave you don't regret not talking to them you don't regret not hanging out with them and stuff like that 
and just take care of yourself, take care of your mental health, take care of your physical health, spend your time doing things that you enjoy, that you love, try to build up your self-esteem, try to build up your your life, your skills, everything that is related to yourself and anything that would help you and your community. And I, I, I know that in this period of time, you know, in quarantine, we had a lot of free time and there was a lot of pressure, you know, there was posts going out like, if you didn't do this, if you didn't achieve this in quarantine, then you've done nothing in your life, you're a loser, you're a failure. And that that's one of the things that put me in really, put me in the spot. It put a lot of pressure on me, but trust me, you don't have to. You don't have to prove anything to anyone. You don't always have to achieve stuff just to tell people, hey, I did this, I did this, I made use of my time. You don't have to prove anything to anyone. If you want to do something, then do it. But do it for yourself first. Do it for yourself, not for people. And yeah, this is exactly what Romnock said, and I very agree. Uh, and I really agree with it. So just work with comfort, work uh, without pressure, without stress, whether outside stress or your personal stress. So yeah, bottom line is take care of yourself, take care of your family and loved ones, be kind to yourself first, then be kind to others as well. Uh, try to make the most of your time. Make the most of your time and make quarantine an unforgettable experience, you know. And yeah, thank you so much to our listeners. Thank you, Ramnaq, as well. Thank you so much. And we shall see you guys in the next episode. Take care.